Okay, we, of course, lost her on New Year's Eve. Betty White is weeks short of her 100th birthday. She was really everything. I mean, a trailblazer, a TV icon, and we can't forget an animal advocate for over 50 years. And for more on Betty and how fans are planning to pay tribute to her legacy is our good pal Cliff the Vet, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Cliff, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jeff. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, listen, it's almost an understatement, I think, to say that Betty White had been the best friend of animals for half a century. I mean, she really was, Cliff, at the forefront. Yeah, you know, her and Bob Barker, right? I had the the luck of interviewing Bob Barker many, many years ago. And uh, if I could at least have interviewed her or met her, it'd be sort of the, uh, the feather in my cap. I'd be pretty excited. She uh, she taught everyone that you don't have to be a veterinarian or, in her case, she wanted to be a, a park ranger, a wildlife ranger. You don't have to do those things to still be able to make such a positive impact in animals' lives. It's pretty inspirational. Yeah, she cared so much about animals. I understand that she actually turned down a role in a movie. Have you heard this story? Because uh, she didn't like uh, the way that uh, they were going to portray a dog? Yeah, there was a, a it's called uh, As Good As It Gets. And uh, it was a pretty big movie, pretty big part worth, uh, you know, supposedly millions of dollars. And uh, there was a scene where the little terrier who's being annoying and barking gets tossed down the laundry chute in a condo building and it lands on the laundry and everything's fine and cute. But she basically said, take this out or else I'm not being a part of it because she was worried that people would say, Hey, this is hilarious. Let's start doing this to, to our dogs, which they would. And in these, these days they would probably put it on TikTok or something. Right. Um, and, uh, they refused to take it out. And so she, she kicked it to the curb. She said, forget it. I'm not being a part of this movie. And uh, she turned down the role. So hmm. listen, listen, tell us about this building of movement, online movement. It's called the Betty White Challenge. And just exactly how are Betty White fans? How are they planning to kind of celebrate to Betty her life? And of course, her long, uh, long legacy of animal uh, advocacy. Yeah, what an amazing way to remember this woman's life. So the Betty White Challenge, hashtag the Betty White Challenge, uh, is she's asking fans in remembrance of her to donate $5 or more to any sort of animal rescue charity uh, of their choosing. And, and it can be done any time, but everyone's talking about January 17th, which would have been her 100th birthday. Uh, I believe it's the 17th. And, That's right. Uh, you know, it's quite an amazing thing. Like, you know, she didn't even name, hey, do it with the SPCA or or you know, the greater Los Angeles Zoo, which she's been on the board for for 40 plus years, I believe. She basically said, I don't care anything, you know, any any animal rescue that you can pony up five dollars to um, or more can make such a huge difference in, in some of these uh, these rescues uh, uh, lives, their finances, uh, because they all work on donations and things are always tight, especially during the pandemic right now. So what a what a great way, and 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 I think everyone uh, needs to to at least try and find five dollars if they can.
Yeah, what a great way to uh, honor Betty White and her legacy and her life. Terrific endeavor. And tell us a bit about uh, whether it's $5, $10, I mean, what this money will do, how it will help uh, animal shelters, uh, really probably right across North America, maybe even right around the world. Because I know you've worked uh, closely and for a long time with a lot of uh, animal uh, shelters and uh, uh, those that uh, care for, take care of animals such as yourself. So tell us a bit about some of the good work that goes on there, Cliff. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, most of the work I've done out of, I do, do some of it out of my clinic and do some pro bono work, but, uh, you know, talking about around the world. So I've, you know, traveled to a lot of developing countries and volunteered there. And five American dollars or five Canadian dollars can go a long way in somewhere like India, let's say. So people don't even have to necessarily look at, at their, you know, their community. Um, now, most of these charities, uh, they're, they're probably looking at 70, 80, 85% of the money that they receive is going directly to the animals. The SBCA uh, in Ontario, 70% of their money, their donations goes to the animals. But, you know, a local sort of mom and pop uh, animal rescue, a cat rescue, let's say, um, doesn't have the overhead that the SBCA does. Um, so it's going to be almost all of that money is going to be able to help out these animals. And and it can go a long way and, and make a difference for generations of these cats or dogs or bunnies or horses, their lives. And, and, and you know, it doesn't take a lot. And that's the great thing about Betty White. She inspired people to do this for 50, 60 years. Um, you know, more than half of her life uh, was she was just constantly talking about animal rights and animal advocacy. All right. So again, it's the Betty White Challenge. You can do it anytime. As you mentioned, January 17th is her 100th or what would have been her 100th birthday. And a lot of fans are looking to that day to donate $5 or more to your local animal shelter. Help out a, a great cause and certainly uh, something that Betty White, as you mentioned, uh, Cliff, was behind for uh, most of her life. Here with uh, Cliff the Yvette. Cliff, also want to talk to you this afternoon about the American Kennel Club because they've made yeah. some news on this Wednesday. They've uh, recognized two new breeds of dog. Yeah, and, and, you know, for a, a dog nerd like myself, this is pretty exciting because it means that they've taken these two breeds, the Moody, which is basically like a Border Collie, but from Hungary, uh, and it's got the energy and the intelligence and, and sort of the, uh, the, the hyperactivity of a Border Collie, and then the, uh, the Russian toy, uh, which is, to me, it's kind of like a, a long-haired chihuahua of sorts. It's only about six or seven pounds. Um, you know, isn't really good with strangers. It only likes its family, um, but loves cuddling on the couch. And it was quite interesting. I went on the AKC website and they talk about all the characteristics of, of any breed and, and the Moody and the toy Russian, the Russian toy are number 198 and 199. Um, but they actually have a category for how much the animals drool and, uh, which I found hilarious okay. And both animals don't drool very much, but apparently if you get a five out of five, the actual score is you better have a towel handy at all times. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cool animals. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, we're going to get to see them on the Westminster dog show and the, uh, the national championships and all those, uh, those great dog shows that are on sporting channels for reasons I don't, I don't quite understand, but uh, I watch them. So, you know, it'll be great to see them, see how they do. Okay, I was going to ask you that. So now that they've been officially recognized as breeds by the American Kennel Club, they will, for th this coming year, first time ever, be able to uh, compete for Best of Show? Yeah, that's my understanding. And uh, so this is a long process. Like, they, they basically look at animals that, 
you know, have this large international breeding community um, that is constantly trying to better the breed as far as health and characteristics. And then they have to have what's called breed true, meaning when you breed two animals, if they're purebreds of the same pure breed, they're going to come up with puppies that are, that are grow up to be sort of the same size, the same coat, same physical and mental characteristics. So they've been looking at these two breeds for many, many years and have finally sort of pulled the trigger to say, yes, these guys are recognized. And I suspect people have been waiting in these two breeding communities have been waiting a long time and are going to be uh, are going to be putting their animals into these dog shows right away because it is quite prestigious to 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 win or even final uh, to finalize in these things. So uh, sure. I do think we'll see them. Yeah, I do think we'll see them definitely. Okay, I had no idea. By the way, one of the categories was drooling. By the way, uh, yeah. more drool is that more points or less? Uh, I, you know what? I don't think they judge. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they judge. They just say, Hey, if you get a, uh, if you get a big Mastiff dog, that's five out of five on the drooling, you better have a towel handy at all yeah. times. So. <laughs> Good advice. Hey, Cliff, thanks as always, pal. Appreciate it. And again, happy new year. Happy new year to you, buddy. All right. Cliff, the vet with us. And we're back after this on global news radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.